And welcome to Diamond Dreams Miami Up and In, episode 24. Pushing it. We're pushing it. What do you think? Who do you think of with 24? Ken Griffey. Ken Griffey. Ricky Henderson. Ricky Henderson. My mind goes to Ricky all the time, but dude, Ken Griffey Jr.? Yeah. Nicest lefty swing ever? Nicest, I think nicest swing period, period. Yeah. ever. Period, yeah. Somebody posted something yesterday, and I sent it to, to David Vela. One of our one of our Diamond Dreams dads and, and I was like, dude, this guy's swing was just why sick. Why does a lefty swing look nicer than a righty swing? Why? Know, just why? Does does the body work differently in that direction? Because man, I have yet to see some replicated left handed swings righty. Yet to see it. Yeah, like when people say, Oh, you know, best swings of all time. Think of Griffey. I even think Palmero had a beautiful swing. Oh, beautiful. This is, and, and they're, they're all, all lefties. lefties. <laughs> hey, Ruth was a lefty. Like Mickey no. Mantle swings look nicer lefty than they did righty. Yeah, I don't know what it is. It's gonna we're gonna have to talk to a, with a bio, uh, bio know, right? somebody. We, got, we gotta. That's like the the whole argument when I remember when Tua made some throws during the season, and and some people were complaining. Oh, I didn't go far enough. Whatever. And somebody flipped it because it's opposite in in football. They flipped it, and all of a sudden, Tua throwing righty looked a lot nicer than, <laughs> than him throwing lefty. So, oh, so it's just it's it's weird. It's but weird. yes, I agree with you. It's weird. But shout out to Sammy Love. Thank you for the music. Part of Radio Stereo and the Karaoke's live band karaoke. I also want to give a a shout out to Tint World Doral. They took care of you, man. Andy did a great job. He sure did. He's got a great staff over there. Andy Rangel, great, great staff. Um, dude, I went for ceramic coating on, on my new Genesis and, and for tints. And what I liked was that he was following up Absolutely. constantly. Hey, this is what's going on. This is what they're doing now. Dude, that's all that's all you want. You know, like you're you're dropping off, you know, something that you're 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 paying good money for. <laughs> Tint World Doral. 80 so was it 87th? No. Uh, yeah, it's on 87th and Avenue. 21st. It's right across from Shorty's. Go see him. He'll take care of you. Go there, cross the street, have some ribs there while they, while they put you. on your tents. Hey, and you may you never know. You may walk out with some rims. Oh, dude, they have you some nice I mean? stuff there. Yeah, nice stuff there, yeah, he's got. Like even stuff like the, I remember walking out and the guy's like, hey, you know, we do LED lighting too. And I'm like, what would I do this? But maybe it'll be <laughs> nice. You know, like you start thinking. So, so good nice job, job. You know, yeah. Thanks, Andy. And, uh, you know, brought to you by, uh, as always, Diamond Dreams Miami Academy. Diamond Dreams Miami, getting in the thick of the season. Big tournament coming up for some of our teams uh, next couple of weeks. And I uh, want to let everybody know a little new little project we're doing. Uh, myself with a couple of coaches, uh, we're repairing gloves, fixing gloves. So if you got an old glove, you want to get it relaced, you want to get it uh, tightened up, you want to get it oiled up, get it ready to go, we'll take care of you. Or a glove that may be broken, you just want to maybe change the color lacing, we'll take care of you too. So... Hit us up on Instagram, Diamond Dreams Miami. I remember in about 2000, 2005, 2006, well, yeah, around 2005, I started playing softball with NBC6. We would play a, a recreational league. We would play other teams, and we would also play other other TV networks. And, and dude, I still had my my high school glove. Nice. But it was, yeah, like, you know, estaba viejito. It was, like, mm -hmm. falling apart. And I remember back then, I would go to Midway in Malls of the America. Yep. Because they, sports. dude, they had Everything. tremendo hook up there. Everything. Now you can take it to Mike Quintana. Mike Quintana. Right here. Diamond drop it off at Swing Kings. You <laughs> drop it off there at Swing Kings with Espy. Swing by and pick it up. Yeah, and um, I also want to mention my business. I'm a re real estate agent. Armando Alvarez. Hit me up. Um, you can hit me up here on uh, on Instagram or on Facebook or wherever you want. My number's everywhere some people the other day i was talking to someone they're like no i don't give my number away. i'm like i, I have to give my number away because hmm. that's how people contact me and you, you know if you need to sell buy have a cafecito a la carreta get some advice yes because i i put real estate advisor on a lot on a lot yeah. of stuff um real estate agent on others just you know because people understand that a little better but hey you know it's not just about buying and selling you need to you need to give some good advice so and I wish somebody would him up. Armando, he's your guy. I wish somebody would have given me good advice a little earlier. We were at Twin Kings, and I see one of the dads goes in to 70 miles there, starts sitting in the batting <laughs> cage. And I was talking to, to Pepe and Javi from the gold team, and I was like, man, you know what? I'm going to take some cuts. Nice. So I went. I got, I got a bat. Took no some cut, no cuts. copperhead? You didn't grab the no, copperhead. not the copperhead. Okay. All right. not, not, not SP's copperhead. Okay. 
But but dude, you know, I'm, I'm, I hit him. I was sitting a little late, so I was sitting a little oppo. Nice. But dude, nice. my my forearm right now, I thought. Yeah, let me candela. know how your let me know how your wrist feel tomorrow. And <laughs> candela. Oh my god. My forearm, I have a little like yeah. callus now under my. And you were you hitting know? what seventy? Seventy. All right, oh boy. Seventy. Laser show. Dude. Or I mean, ground ball, the uh, shortstop. Uh, it was a little bit all over the place. Yeah. But I hit a couple couple of lasers too. I'm nice. not gonna lie. I got nice. some whiffs. There you go. Some some uppercut swings, some nice. machucones, but nice. hey, made made contact. Not bad. Nice, man. There you go. But yeah, hip. Uh, mañana I'm gonna be hurting in the morning. Nice. <laughs> For that sure. wrist is gonna be on fire. Oh yeah. But dude, I want to thank Alex Delgado. Wow. Maiba or Miba? He's a Miba, Miami Youth Baseball Association Commissioner. And, you know, great episode, man. So thank you, Alex, and thank you to everybody that listened. Mike, I think that in in all the episodes we've done, this was the one that resonated the most, that I got the most, you know, calls about, yep. that I had the most feedback. Um, one of the dads today, uh, Rick Landera, told me, hey, man, that episode was awesome. Yes. And, and dude, yeah. it's it, it was great because, one, you know, it brought back a lot of memories of, you know, talking about the past and all that, and then you know, just playing in 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 an academy and in these baseball games and seeing some of the stuff that goes on. You know, some of the stuff that we dealt with when we played. Did you see on his Instagram how many old school pictures he's been posting lately? Dude, that's people awesome. People have been listening and they've been sending him stuff, I, which is great. I know? mean, I I I feel like I opened up Pandora's box. You did. So I, I send them. Awesome. I send them my pictures from Pascual. And then the next day, he posted yep. them, and he said, hey, if you have any old yep. pictures from like your academy days, send them. And, dude, and I'm looking, and I saw George Fabregas in yep. one of them. Uh, I saw Al Lopez in, in one of them, my, my cousin's best friend. I saw kids that played with my brother. Dude, it, it was like, you know, you know it's kind of cool. Man. It's kind of cool because I didn't play on that side of town growing up. I played on this side. You know what I mean? So um, a lot of those kids that I ended up, you know, meeting later, later on, you know, high school, college, and life that played there. I didn't know them or see them as kids. Now at 43, it's cool because I'm able to see, like, you know, like the guys I, I, I played with. I go, oh, there, there he is. Like, look at them, look at them. So, so I think that's big time, man. I think that's awesome. And it's a nice little blast from the past there. So, no, and speaking of blast from yeah. the past, and we'll get back to, to, to Meba and, and youth baseball. Man, the other day I was talking to, uh, to, to Pepe Diaz's dad. Okay. And, and you know, he coached at, at Tamiami. And, and dude, he was just, you know, Jose Jose Senior, <laughs> like r- rattling off names and talking yeah, to me about, he, he was like, oh, I remember Mike, lefty, yeah. you know, lefty yeah, hitter, knows. righty. And then, you know, talking about Espy and, yeah, man. you know, so many players, you know? you know. Not just that, but for, you know, Armando, for you as a, as a dad right now, you're a... Uh, you're probably spending some of your greatest times during the week at the baseball field with your yes. son, right? So, it, so for them, it was the same thing. And 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 you're gonna be that guy remembering. You're gonna be saying, "Oh yeah, that year, season 14 and Diamond Dreams, this guy, this guy, this guy." And it, those are, you know, people have to realize it. Like sports, and I know that it's not perfect and it brings a lot of things, but the big picture of sports, if you really, really get it, it's 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 almost perfect, you know? Yeah, man, and it's um. Yes, th- those those memories, you know that that you build and and the camaraderie, man. Like you know, we're we're gonna talk about about you know teams and and uniformity and everything, right? But but even with the parents, like I get along with a bunch of parents there, man. Yeah, and you know important. they're good people. So we we're important. you know joking around today with a couple of the parents about hitting in the cages, and yeah. and we were like, hey, I, I, uh, Pepe asked me, hey, are you ready for? For coach pitch, and I'm like, I think the kids are ready. I'm not ready to throw yet. <laughs> I'm not ready to throw yet. So, so man, you know, building building a nice uh, a nice camaraderie there with Absolutely. the parents, you know, and very important. And hopefully, we'll you know we'll stay through. You know, everybody stays through. You know the the ten U, and you know, we <laughs> we, grow, we grow together. That you know, would be awesome. That would be great. But man, going back to to what Alex was talking about last week with you and and Mike, you know, you're. You're there through the, in the very thick of it, um, you know, with, with the games over at Grapeland and Flagami and Palmer and, and all the parks. And, dude, we, we were talking about arguing with the umpires, parents getting rowdy, causing a scene, people getting suspended. And what happened yesterday? Oh, my God. It's today. So we had a game, uh, APM game uh, against the team. 
And, uh, you know, it was a blowout. You know, we took a 10-run lead in the first. And, you know, kids, all right, you modified teams playing well, man. Those kids are really coming out and playing. And they got about three or four pitchers there that, uh, you know, Julian and Bernard and Joshua and Caleb, those kids really come out and do well. And that team's got – they have flashes of playing real well. And, yes, they happen to be one. So um, we have played this team in the semis. They were seated ahead of us last year, and we played them in the semis to get to the championship. Ended up playing them yesterday. They have an older team. We're an AU team. They're an IU team. And, no, they were just, you know, this wasn't going their way. And, you know, the comments started, and then, you know, the last play of the game, you know, we were up 14-1, and the last play of the game, Jonathan Viteri dove left uh, right center, uh, head first, <laughs> caught the ball. You know, I didn't – know if the ball came out you know he made a like a movement to go get the ball but the ball was in his glove it was kind of I didn't see it it was the way the fields are set up and the way he fell I, I kind of got blocked out and the pair called him out and you know hell broke loose so um you know they had to eject the coach and then um something happened in the stands and it, it moved over to like the, I guess the commissioner's office, and then it was just you know it was just like mayhem there on that side. Luckily, it was you know on the other side about 150 feet from us. So we just got our kids get your stuff, you know, you know, always try to distract them. You know, I'm not a you know, they don't need to see. I, you know, a lot of people say, oh, that's for the kid. Yeah, the kids they don't see that. Listen, the kids today they don't remember what they saw there yesterday. You know, and I do a good job of distracting it. Hey, guys, get that. Hey, you know, we've gotten beat before like that. You know, we don't act like that. You know, it's a little bit of a clown show. You know, <laughs> we laugh about it. Parents laugh about it. Get their kids and go. Um, but, you know, it's unfortunate. I heard uh, today that, uh, I mean, I got, you know, I got sent a message as well because I was in the game um, that, you know, that, that, that person got suspended for the year, man. You know, and I, I remember clearly talking about last, last podcast with Alex that that's got to be one of those things that you wake up the next day and you're like, you know, fuck. Like, you know, like, how do you get yeah. that back? Like, you know, and it's tough sometimes because we're not perfect. No one's perfect. Even as a coach, you know, you know, people call my attention all the time. Um, but, but man, like, how do you, like, how do you get that one back? Like, how do you make that one up? You know what I mean? Like, you can't. Like, you know, once you kind of attack somebody or you kind of, you know, throw punches and you get suspended and now your name's, you know, somewhere where you can be, you know, it sucks, man. Like, I, I'm, you know, I even feel uncomfortable just talking about it, you know, because I, you know, I feel bad, but. No, look, it, you know, it happens in life, too. We just to got to do better. You know yeah. what I mean? We just got to do better. You know, we got to keep. You know, and I told the coach, you know, after the game, you know, we're shaking hands like, hey, man, you know, tranquilo, man, like, you know, suave, because I knew he was upset, you know, tranquilo, you know, it's okay, man, like, it's early in the season, let him go, you know, and, you know, I'm saying that because I'm grateful that there's two umpires there at 9.30 p.m. on a Tuesday night. It's un viejito, man. The guy's there, you know what I mean? All right, I made a bad call. You know what? Let it slide. It's 14 to 1. It's okay. And then the other thing is that, oh, the thing is, oh, the kids get cheated. The kids don't know. You call that guy out. You call that guy safe. You're the coach. You're the one that has to spin it. You're the one that's got to make it not be <laughs> about whether yeah. the kid, you know, gets to play an extra bat or not. So, um, I don't know. It just uh, – just it just sucked. It just sucked all around, you know. Man, you know, it, it happens to the best of us, right? Like we have a we have a bad moment. We, you know, we we get we get upset. We we do you know we say some things and all that. But man, you know, it's yes, it's easier said than done sometimes. Because you know, back when when I coached at when I was an assistant at at La Salle, I remember having a couple of blowups with one another another coach. Um, and then, you know, a couple of moments there, but, but dude, like, you know, always like within the game, you know, there was one, I remember with an umpire that he had the, the wrong call completely. And the only reason it escalated a little bit more was cause he kept on and on and on and right. on, you know, and right. he, and, and he got to the, it got to the point, Mike, that the, the, the umpire, it was on a, on a play runner, runner on first, they actually, you know, yeah, runner on first. They hit it to to the to the second baseman. I, no, the kid hits it. Perdón, kid hits it. Rounds first. They get him in a rundown between first and and second. So, tiradera da 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 da. Our third baseman comes, gets it, throws it over, goes into our dugout. Umpire calls time, awards him a base. The kid's at first base. 
at this time, he he never touched second. He just ran across the diamond. So so I was like, I I look at the coach and I'm like, dude, just have the our pitcher, you know, tirar a segunda and the kid will probably be out because you know. So they call him safe. We argue with the umpire. The umpire like told us that you know he played his whole life in in Cuba and he nah. played baseball and that if we don't know the rules, whatever. It died down. I'm coaching first and next inning. El tipo seguía. No, porque ustedes no saben de pelota. Que... And, it, and I'm like, yeah, Rough. yeah, tranquilo. Rough. Yeah. He seguía. Dude, it got to the point I kept on turning around to the umpire and going, shh, estoy tratando nah. de cochar. Déjame cochar, you know? But so, yeah, it happens to the best of us, man. But when, when you're a parent and you're there with a kid, and dude, I was blessed with a father, Mike, that he would sit at the games tranquilito. Enjoy it, bro. I never heard my dad tell me like, "Oh yeah, que cuchillero, lumpire." Dude, like my dad was like, "Yeah, ganaron, perdieron." Didn't get, you know, he gave me a little bit of advice, and that was it. That was it. You wouldn't hear a peep in the game. You know that that was my dad's. That's demeanor. a low percentage. That's a very low percentage. <laughs> That's not me. I'm Elijo Armando Alvarez Senior, and percentage. and I'm not I'm not like that. I think my brother might be a little bit more like that, but but dude, when when it gets physical. And then, yes, you oh, wake up the next crazy, day and you're like, crazy. dude, it's a year of missed games that you're not going to see your kid play. Yeah, it's terrible. You know, like a, a whole year of your, you know, you're taking your, like right now I take Anderson every week yep. to to the field, to Swing Kings, to, to the games. Dude, you tell me right now, like, you're going to miss a whole year of Anderson playing? Dude, like, like yeah, that's like, what I'm I, saying. I, you know? it's, not, it's not worth it. It that's sucks. Why it's, it's, you know, Absolutely sucks. People got to understand that, you know, nothing is, nothing's perfect. And, uh, you know, umpires are going to make mistakes. And, and listen, you know, that umpire came to us in the, the top of the fourth. And he called me over. He's like, hey, you know, you're up big. Like, I'm going to really open up the zone for you guys. So make sure you guys are swinging. You know, that's cool. No problem, man. You know, it's his job to keep the game going. We talked about this last week. You know, um, I have no issues with any of that. And I have no issues with you know, the bad call if it was. And But just to get to a point where it's even apparent that, you know, I, yeah, I think man. they opened the the commissioner's door and they yelled something. And I think the guy just came out. You know, I think they came out and the guy, like, charged him out. And it, was, it, looked, it just looked, it was a bad look, man. It was a bad look. You know, it's a bad look. It's a bad look for the team, bad look for that academy. Um, but you know, Dude, like last week, hey, in our hey, you're gonna win some, you're gonna lose some. I, you know, I've dude, I've gotten waxed so many times, waxed, bro, twenty to one, twenty. It's you know, you just gotta take it. But you know, you can't blame the ums for everything. You know what I mean? Like that guy in the Apollo. You know what I mean? Like yeah. kids are hitting. You know, we started off the game with like five hits in a row. Like that's we've never done that. And you know, you just gotta take it. Sometimes you just gotta wear it. You know. Yeah, Team Mizuno right. gave my 10U a 13-run first inning. Wow. We ended up losing 15-13, but, like, they gave us 13 in the first and a big-time tournament up there where we traveled to. Like, you just got to wear it sometimes. <laughs> hey, know? it happens. I, 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 I've mentioned it on the podcast before. I remember playing Westminster <laughs> Christian nah, my man. freshman year of high school and bro, tremenda paliza. That you know, like if whatever call, bad call the umpires made did not matter one bit, bro. We were playing a a, a team of pros, and dude, last week in in, in one of the Tamiami games, the the umpire, dude, older older gentleman, is there on a Wednesday night, you know, Amen. umpiring a, a t-ball game, and there was one inning we were up big, and there was one inning that I go, oye, cuenta carrera, it was ocho. I knew we had scored nine, and I'm like. And I was going to say something, and I go, you know what? Para, okay, para, para que? It's okay. We're, we're up it's 17 okay. to 1 right now. It's okay. You know, it's fine. Para que? Why am I going to say anything? Yeah. You know, like, go argue with this older gentleman, yeah. or, you know. It's fine. You know. I mean, how much do they get paid per, per game? You know, 30 bucks, 20, 25, 30 bucks, something like that. You know, just, you know. And some of these people are getting punched. They're getting, you know, yeah. like, dude. Yeah, it's perspective. People lose perspective. And some people just don't know how to act, you know, which is probably the majority, you know. Um, yeah, majority don't follow rules, and that's that's just kind of the way it goes. And Mike, you know? going back to last episode, man, like so so many topics we talked about with Alex. What do you think resonated the most with the parents? Because, like I said, you know, so many we we hit we hit we struck a nerve there. Um, you know, with the stuff that Alex was saying, with you know, with the cheating, with the tournament, with the respect, you know, with running 
a, a, a an association that big, you know, then going back. What what do you think resonated, man? That like so many people loved that episode. With with people I've spoken to, I think what's resonated the most was was how complex it it is to actually get that league going. Like, you know, and and I made a lot of comparisons with you know how I was uh, you know making a schedule of seven teams and I didn't get the odd number. Like this guy's doing 150, 141 teams, you know. So you know the whole behind the scenes and everything that goes on. Um, that that to me was like the biggest takeaway. Like even me going into it, knowing a little bit what it took, I was blown away with how much it actually takes. And we just scratched the surface with it because you know now his dad wants to come on Juan. We're, we'll have them right. On. We're gonna have him on again. Well, maybe next show, maybe the following. But Juan wants to come on and and he wants to just continue that conversation because you know, he's got a lot of stories and he's got a lot of examples. And who better than 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 him? You know what I mean. So. Um, definitely, uh, it was a great show, man. It was a great show. And, uh, but to me, I think that's what resonated the most, um, at least with the conversations I've had, but just everything was excellent. And it was so good. He was awesome. Yeah, man. And, and, and one, one thing that he mentioned, um, that Alex mentioned, dude, the, the guy, the guy works in the fire department and he said that what keeps him up at night is like, you know, the, the, the baseball stuff, the, the league stuff, the you know, when yeah. we're like, oh, do, do you have the Oscar game? Do you not have the Oscar game? Yeah. complaining. Yeah. You know, his phone's blowing up. And dude, this is a guy that's like yeah. saving lives, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> and and it's, a, it's a baseball association. But bro, like, you know, that whole family loves baseball. That's yeah. a baseball family right there. So running running something like that and the complexity and all that. And, and dude, even... You know, even to a smaller scale, like what you do at Diamond Dreams, what other coaches do at other academies or running other teams, dude, it, it shouldn't go unnoticed. It, no, it's, it shouldn't. It, it's, yeah. it's work, man. Like sometimes I'm I'm driving back from St. Brendan or I'm here or whatever, and I drive by and I see your truck and I'll pop in. Hey, what's up, Mike? You know, and I, I see you there and working on the field. It's like, dude, it's... It's, it's awesome it, work, it, but it's it's all day. And it all, all goes to, to the, you know, to, to the academy. And, and yeah, like... Like like Alex, like you asked Alex, like, oh yeah, how many thank yous do you get versus complaints? And he's like, a lot more complaints. A lot more complaints. Yeah, because there's no room for error anywhere with people. You know, there's no there's no room, and and for him, you know, especially you know in a big league like that, that there's so many factors, and it's tough, man. But hey, I I, I support him, man, hundred fifty percent. Yeah, I got his back. Big time, man, and going know? going back to you know academy and teams and and all that, you know, you you build you build these teams, you know, we especially now. I mean, I I know I know the T ball instructional league because that's where I'm, you know, assisting, you know, coaching one of the teams right now, and you know we did the draft, we had our fun, we have, you know, the coaches, the banter, yet otro, but you know, you said something like you know you build you build a a a team entre comillas quote quote-unquote, a team, but a team isn't a team, you know, all the time. Like, what what goes into building a well, team, you know, so some you know a team that, like... I want to flip that. I want to flip that real quick. I build rosters, and it's, rosters. Up to, it's up to the kids and the parents on that team to, to formulate that and solidify that into a team throughout the season. You know what I'm saying? So just because you're on a team and you're wearing Diamond Athletics, yeah. You're playing on a team in a league. I get it. But if you're looking for the big picture of what a team is and how teams operate, um, you know, just because you're on that roster of a team doesn't mean that you guys are actually doing what it takes to be a team player. And I'm not even talking about getting along with each other. Okay? I'm talking about the things that are inside the scope of what you signed up for. All right? So, um, the getting along, the parents getting along, and that part of the team is great. But that's not the the, the gay baseball side of it. That's the parent side of it. Um, you know, one of the biggest things for me is you got to go to practice, right? We talk about that all the time, right? Attendance at practice is huge. Teams that don't have good attendance, they're not going to play well. I mean, that that that's just a fact. And I, I can prove it with the attendances of some of our teams. You, you don't play well, you don't show up. You're not gonna you you you're not guaranteed anything, and then if you do show up, okay, every practice, you need to work hard, and you need to build that team, you need to build yourself for that team, and then when you come to that practice, you guys gotta wear the right uniforms. Like Armando, this is a problem. It, it's a it, it's a big problem, and um, I I just 
So you, I got a glass of water here, right? To me, this is the way my brain operates since I started the baseball academy. Every team, to me, every roster I make starts with a full bottle of water. And, dude, every time if I show up to a practice and there's a kid that's not dressed appropriate, I'm spilling out a drop of that water, okay? Kids are late to games. I'm spilling out. So at the end of the season, whether you won a championship or not, our 6U team last season won a championship in the MEBA, okay? I don't think I, – I in my brain, 88%. That's, that's where they were with that water bottle, 88%. Some of them are going to hear this and be shocked, offended. <laughs> no, I, I, a lot of uniforms wrong. A lot of kids showing up late. A lot of kids missing practice. People think I don't know this, but I know this. Every coach every day gives me a report. A voice note. Boom. Every single one except Peñate. doesn't know how to, how to use it. <laughs> okay? Got to teach them. So those are a couple things just to start. And then when you start coming to practice dressed correctly and you start busting your butt dressed correctly with a full attendance practice, you're going to start seeing the fruits of the team. And then when you start seeing the fruits of the team, the wins, the competitiveness, the parents are going to get along. We do it backwards now. They want to everybody get along and then let's push it down onto the kids for the team. No. <laughs> you guys got it all wrong. 100% wrong. 100% wrong. You know, you're on a roster. You paid your fee. You got your teams. And then now you have to now build your child into that roster to make sure he's a team player. Okay? You know, I had to tell... My best player in the program right now before I got here. Hey, bro, you don't have the shorts on? You need shorts? Because if you need, I have. You know what I mean? And it's not that. Like, I just don't think people get it. The big ultimate scheme of things. Listen, I have parents going to fire on 100%, 100%, you know, belt, socks, but. You go to a baseball practice with a pair of baseball pants that has a belt loop and you don't wear a belt, you're not in uniform, okay? If you go to your baseball practice in your baseball pants and your ankle socks and cleats, you're not in uniform. Like, you know, don't people half-ass it all the time, and I don't get it. Like, when you reach into that drawer, like, Angelina can't wear the wrong dance outfit. She won't practice. They won't allow her. Like, no. Like, and when she was at SJ, it was the same thing. You know, super strict. And, and I get it. And I love it. You know what I mean? But, dude, when I have to do that five times a day, ten times a day, it gets a little ridiculous. You know? And, you know, I think that we're doing it backwards. Parents, you don't got to get along right away. You're not the one building the team. The coach built a roster. Build your team and your child within that roster. Attendance, uniform, on time, on time for his games, ready to go. And then the fruits of that team, you're all going to get along, guaranteed. But, you know, we got to fix that. We got to fix that everywhere. No, I love that, man. Because, um, cause, yeah, I mean, you, you see it all the time. And, dude, there's like... How many variations of, of Diamond Dream shirts? And for practice, you, you know, Amando, we, don't we have, have to wear four our, different our... socks. We have three different belts, three different pants, seven different colored shirts, six different hats. And they're all cheap. And if you need help, I'll help you. But, like, I just don't get the I'm going to sign up for a baseball program and rah, 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 I'm going to be in a team. And I'm going to do all this stuff, but then you're not doing the basic core fundamentals of what it takes to be in a team. That has nothing to do with the parent other than transportation and making sure your kid's dressed correctly. It has nothing to do with the parties and the getting along and the team bond. You're not team bonding at the playground, dude. Trust me. We're doing it on the field if we're going to do it right, you know. So, you know, we got to get it right, man. We got to get it right. Yeah, no, and, you know, it's, and, it's, I, and I'm gonna push. I'm gonna keep pushing, and I know that get guy mal. I know it does. I know. I, I can tell. You know, like, but we're gonna get it right. As long but, as I'm here, we're gonna get. We're gonna you, get you it have, right. But you have to. You have to. I mean, you know, imagine like Aaron Judge showing up at uh, at Yankees practice con con otro oh, color. You know what it's I mean? Just, like, it's just, you know. And these are kids. I get it. You know, la mamá le lava la ropa and all that, but. 
hey, you know, people make it work. Right. <laughs> people make it work. But uh but yeah, man, no, the 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 team like the team camaraderie and all that stuff, Mike. I was gonna ask you because when, when I was taking Anderson to Swing Kings today, I was playing some songs and We Will Rock You came out and then Seven Nation Army came out and I and I was like, Anderson, you know what? Like this weekend when we're playing you know, start singing the song. Let's get the t- the team involved and all that. I know they're little, man. Like you know, Anderson's five. Uh, I think in our group, I think maybe Nathan, Zach, and and Anderson are kindergartners. Everybody else is PK four. Mm-hmm. Um, at what age do you start seeing like, you know, like when when the kids start really like getting it? Like, oh yeah, we're a team, and we're like, hey, let's go Fulano, hey, you know, hey pitcher, hey, you know, like like we used to do back in the day. Um. Probably not to like kid pitch. That's when it like when it yeah. Clicks. I mean, I, I think so. That's when they start kind of like playing the real baseball. They start getting it. You know, you know, they they can start messing with the pitcher a little bit. You know, because now the now the rules are that you can talk until the pitcher comes to a set. So you can, you know, you can't do any. Once he comes to a set, you got to zip it. So, but you know, um, I think kid pitch. You know, the kid pitch is a is a good gauge for that. You start messing with the hitters a little bit. Catchers can talk a little bit. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> Um, but yeah, kid pitch for me is when it really begins to kick in for them. Nice, yeah, because uh, you know I'm, I'm trying to get them to like start. And another thing, start get, getting that right. Getting but, that but, team. but another thing, like um, these kids really start, at least with my experiences, they really start communicating with each other. Like the sooner they start communicating with each other, you know what I mean? Yeah, those kids and, and the dugout and the AU teams are having full fledged conversations, bro. You know what I mean? And and they get to know each other a little different than you know four or five year old, but um, <laughs> but you know the sooner that we can get the kids just to understand what their roles on teams are and 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 their little details uh, out, other than uniformality and roster all that stuff, but hustle to your position, hustle in, you know, don't throw equipment, you know, um, you know, behave in the dugout, and then when you start putting all those things together, be in good shape. Man, it's funny because I basically have the the same team I had last season except for a couple of kids. And there's still a couple of kids on that team I've never heard speak. Yeah. They've nodded their heads. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard them maybe say, yeah, you know, like, and that's it, you know. And, and, I, and I always joke around with the parents. I'm like, oh, yeah, man, like, it's been a that's, year. I haven't heard your kids that's speak. That's happened with me all the time. I'm like, okay, I think those kids had a voice box. Like, you know, <laughs> but, you know, listen, I think the kids are doing well, man, on the instructional league. Yeah. I think they're playing good baseball. No, and I they're, think they're playing well. They're starting to get it. And last, last week in that, in that Wednesday game, Yep. Throwing to the bases. Yep. Yesterday we yep. had a killer practice. Yep. Throwing to the bases, yep. and and dude, like that's that's baseball one hundred and one. We're gonna bring in the coach pitch now. We're gonna bring it in a couple bring, weeks. I, I don't uh, think I'm ready to pitch, man. Nah, you can stay in the team. Uh, and brazo, my, my my maybe brother, my, my brother's like hell no, I'm not <laughs> throwing. <laughs> maybe BB, maybe maybe Mikey Moreno there. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll toss him, you know. Yeah, yeah. I may have to bring a relief pitcher. I or from. or. Stay in the T. We're staying the T. Let's see. Let's see what happens. Whatever. But I, I definitely want him to. Sw- the to good start thing swinging. is that you have a championship manager making those decisions. <laughs> el, el, Yourself, el pe- <laughs> like what uh, BB B- Pepe Torre. <laughs> but dude, speaking of uh, of big big league managers and big league rules, dude, what the hell is going on? What a clown show! Yeah, man, I'm that's man. going on in MLB right now. Yeah, listen, I'm. I am okay with the – I think the ba- the bag is an inch bigger now, right, or an inch, two inches diameter, whatever. Um, I'm okay with the bag size a little bigger because that's going to generate, in my opinion, it's going to generate more offense with infield hits and stolen bases. So I'm okay with that, okay? My only fear about that bigger bag, and David Burnett brought it up as well, was that the future might be a double bag at first, to completely avoid any type of contact. You have a bag in foul territory that the runner's got to run through, stay in his lane. So it's going to be interesting. But you know how it is when they start changing these rules. They start with something, and then, but really long-term, it's really something else. You got to be very careful with that. And then the whole pitch clock thing, listen, I understand that there are some pitchers that need to be sped up, and I get it. But I think that, you know, some of the rules within the pitch clock situation – I think are a little shady. Yes. Like the other 100%. day they called a guy out or they gave him a strike call because he wasn't looking at the pitcher within eight seconds. Yep. Because the hitter has to be looking at the pitcher within eight seconds. 
My thing is, that's a long time. One, one thousand, two, one thousand, three, one thousand, four, one thousand, five, one thousand, six, one thousand, seven, one thousand, eight, one thousand. Dude, I've had the blink already like five times. And as a hitter, me, I was always looking down as long as possible. You know what I mean? And then I would get up, boom, and right when he would break, I'd get ready. So, you know, I just don't understand forcing that onto some hitters. You know, like if that was it? at if that was at three seconds, I'd say, cool. Oh, what the but hell, eight what seconds. The hell does that do for, like, but like, but the who game? decided on the eight seconds though? Who, 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 and with what experience decided on the eight seconds? Right. Ridiculous. So they want to speed up the game, but in today's spring training game, the bad boy forgot to bring out Trey Turner's sliding thing. So they had to call time. They had to send the guy in. They had to bring out his thing. What happened to pace of plate? It doesn't matter. Right or but or on so, replays. So I so so there in that situation right there, it doesn't matter because it's a, a sleeve of a guy. So you called time. The bad boy had to run in like that. That's not affecting pace of play. I just think that they should have left it alone, moved the bases a little bigger. I'm good with that. Adjusted the shift with what they did. I'm kind of cool with that. I haven't read all the rules, but I'm kind of cool with so far what I've seen. But the pitch clock, I'm cool with. I'm not cool with the rules within. they have for the hitters within the pitch clock. That I'm yep. not cool with. Yeah, the other day the game ended on something like that. Yeah, I think it was because the guy didn't didn't look at him. The other day the the batter and the pitcher weren't there, and they were like a second late. And the guy, the umpire said one and one, one count. And one. Manny Machado started spring training with an zero one count. Yep. Because he didn't, you know, he, you know, and it's just this game is so hard. And I keep saying it that the people that are making the most decisions with this game are people who really probably didn't play that much. Or and if they did play that much, Joe Torrey, I know he's in the commissioner's office. I was like, they played a very long time ago. Okay? The game's changed a lot. The game stayed the same, but the things within the game, the size, right. the strength, the abilities of the players, the training, everything's changed. And, you know... I just think that they need to get some new culture into these these decisions. But instead of making the games shorter, they should have kept them how it was. And maybe MLB should have a marketing their own marketing department at every stadium and do something more for the fans. And if you're a fan that doesn't like the long game, hey, you can be like my father. My father would turn the game on in the fifth inning. That's that's his style. No, but we like para mí, tú sabes, tú, ah, pa, 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 pa. perfecto. He'd turn it on in the fifth inning. He'd turn it on in the eighth inning, you know? And those those West Coast games when the Yankees were on the West Coast, oye, tranquilo. He'd wake up in the madrugada, he'd cut the, cut the end of the game, you know? And people have to adjust to it, but to change rules of the game for people – in general, I don't think that's fair to the game. Yeah, it's like, like double day. Like he didn't he didn't he didn't create it like that for a reason. Like you can't just change rules like hundred years later. Like you can't do that. It's like who who are you trying to impress? Look, I know I know people that that love soccer. Love it. It's their favorite sport. And they diss baseball. Dude, they don't never like baseball. Never like whether it. there's a pitch clock, right. whether there's not a right. pitch so clock. So we gotta speed the, the game up for that guy. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. I like baseball not. the way it is. I like baseball the way it is. If the first, if the pitcher wants to pick off sixteen times because the greatest base dealer is on base, Ricky Henderson, then the pitcher should be able to pick off sixteen times. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Now he's limited. Now, now if he does it a third time, it's a ball. Uh, no, it's a ball, and yeah, it's a ball. Crazy, bro, like. it's so difficult to throw strikes, it's so difficult to get strikes by hitters. Okay, just gonna give them away now. Gonna fucking give them away. Oh, yeah, mandito. Oh, yeah, I got that. Oh, one. You're just giving the pitcher, you know. Yeah. Now, let me ask you a question the pitcher gets credit for the strikeout. Good question. It's like, oh, he's thrown nine straight, straight uh, strikes, has he? <laughs> I'm a better or, commissioner. Or like, I'm a better commissioner. Or, or like Realo. I'm a better commissioner than Manfred. Yeah, no, man. Manfred. I run Man- my league better than he runs. Ma- Manfred's bad, bro. Manfred's bad. You know, all the decisions he's made, that that whole clown thing of like, oh, in the extra inning, a runner's on base. How? How is he on base? He magically appeared on base. That's, yeah, that's... Why? Why? Like, it, make, it makes no like, sense. That's like Little League. That's like Little League. 
Yeah, you're, you ma- you're you're making you're making you know little league rules yeah. on a major league scale. Yeah. And and dude, I see the people being rushed and all that. But like you said, let's say you do you do a pitch clock, it's fine. But why? Who who the who the hell is bothered if the batter isn't looking at the pitcher on time? That's on him. That, if he's that not looking, be a rule. if he's not looking, and the pitcher's throwing the ball, he le pasa por al lado. Hey, too, too fucking yeah, yeah. bad. You know the jodite. Pero eight seconds is a long time, Armando. Eight seconds. Eight like, seconds is a long time to f- be forced to do. There's a lot like, of like leg adjusting, looking down. You know, peeking at the peeking at the catcher if you want to. There's so many things that can happen, and the basic rule's always been. If you're in the box and you don't have your arm up, like, and that pitcher's on the rubber, like, and the umpire says go, it's go. You know what I'm yep. saying? And I don't know, man. Imagine I'm, like I, a imagine I, a hitter like Tony Gwynn. But by the day, robot ump, they're gonna have oh, the, no, they're yeah. gonna have the electric strike the, zone. The soon. umpires will be gone. Electric strike zone. So what's gonna happen is you're gonna have an electric strike zone. That's gonna be awesome. Okay. Um, because it's no fayal. Okay, it's gonna be perfect. Okay. Um, and then you're going to have the umpires on the field that sequentially you can do a replay. So in reality, they have no power. Right. The umpires eventually are going to have no power in this game. Look, and I'm, I'm good with overruling the bad calls. I'm good with all that. I'm good for getting it right. I'm good for getting it right. You know, I mean, I, I do like... Some of the human element to it, you know, like those those strikes that Greg Maddox would have that were like just, you know, I like that. But yes, I get it. You you can't have an umpire calling something way way outside. But you know, to to the thing about like the 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 batters, you know, dude, imagine Tony Gwynn that he was such a surgeon at the plate. He's there and he sees a hole between short and third, and in his mind, he's like. Oh yeah, get an outside pitch. You know why? Because Tony Gwynn could. Because Ted Williams could. Yep. And you're gonna call a strike on him because Tony Gwynn's doing a little analysis of where where the fielders are standing. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Let, let let me tell you where this is gonna end. With the with the clock, it's gonna end when the revenues for the stadiums are gonna be less. Okay, because what they tested in the minor leagues at the minor league level, they say between ten to fifteen percent time. Okay, so in one hour, you're saving between 10 and 15 minutes. In a three-hour span, you're saving between 30 and 45 minutes. Okay, that's what you're saving. I will guarantee you that over an 81 home game schedule, okay, you take away an hour a day from that game, and your revenue from food are going to be hit. Oh, yeah. They're going to be hit immensely. They're going to be hit immensely. And then the, the second question is, okay, so... Now that the show's shorter, you're going to have less time to go grab your food in between innings. The beautiful thing about the baseball games is that they're long. You can go and stand in line, and you can miss a half inning watching it on the TV or a full inning, and you're going to get back to your chair, and you're going to be in the third inning or the second inning, and you're going to be fine. But we're trying to please so many people that at the end of the day, it's going to come down to dollars. I'm telling you, that... 45 minutes to an hour, that's going to be lost every game because they're rushing it, is going to hurt those revenues on the concession stands. Okay, and what's going to happen is people are going to then realize, going, we don't have time to eat, they're going to come eat into the park. Yep. And that's what's going to happen. Leave the game alone. Make it funner for the fans. You know, offer more things. But leave the game alone. I'm Like I said, I'm good with the bases, good with the shifts, but that clock thing, I don't know, man. It's a tough one. That's a tough one for me. But with, with the new rules and everything and the controversy – I am glad baseball's back. Oh, baseball's back. Baseball's back. Oh, we're going to go to spring training. We have to. Let's we got to pick a day and, and go. We Let's need to it. look at a schedule, go it. to one of the games. Let's do it. But, you know, we got to, and we got to plan to go on games during the season. But World Baseball Classic's coming up. The season's about to start. You know, there, there's excitement. You know, I'm seeing, you know, the, the baseball dads with their Marlins hats or Yankee hats or whatever team they root for. Man, baseball's back. It's a beautiful hey, thing. Let me tell you something. Um, I haven't been too locked into the MLB network, you know, been a little busy. I haven't been too locked into it, but I did see some highlights of some spring training games, and I don't have his name, but the Marlins, dude, they're, they got this right-handed kid that's 88 to 100. He's like the number one pitching prospect, and I'm going to tell you what. Is it Eudy Perez? Is that, is that he's that like 6'8", six, 6'9", yes, six, yes. or something? That's <laughs> um, ridiculous. I'm going to tell you what. 
I'm a little excited about the Marlins. I'm weird, weird saying that, you know, but I'm I'm excited. We got the best pitcher in the game, and we got the best hitter in the game. Well, average-wise, he won the batting title, and they're here, and they're they're in Miami. You know, I'll be Let's more see. excited when they make if they start making good decisions. Like, Let's see. if that kid is a stud of studs, which I think he is. He needs to be in the majors at some point. I don't care if he's 19 or 20 or I 21. Agree. I agree. He needs to be in the majors. I agree. But un tipo así, that's... That's that's a guy you mold here. That's a... Like, like Jose some, Fernandez. Some, oh, some you mold say, him in the big leagues. It's un espécimen. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that guy is you a mold him in the big dude. leagues. You mold him in the big leagues. Yeah. Especially on a team that, you know, especially when you start not contending, mold him in the big leagues, you know? This thing of holding back for the sake of saving ah, some nah, money nah. and, oh, he's going to hit the no yeah. sé qué year yeah. and all that... The Yankees need to like There's go probably no um, and all these guys. Probably no MLB owners listening, guaranteed. 100%. Right now, probably not. But hey, if you sure are, not. but if you are, billion dollar corporations don't play with Mickey Mouse numbers, guys. Yeah. The the what you're saving on the day be you know the 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 day pay is what like thirty eight hundred bucks like to keep these kids down an extra 30, 45 days so that their clock doesn't start sooner. Guys, you're bi- bi- billionaire, billion-dollar organizations aren't aren't complaining about $3,500 a day. So get it right, man. If the guy deserves to be there, get him there. And get him there early and get him there soon. And, and God bless him. Good for him. He'll get a bunch of contracts. He'll be in the big leagues young. But if you deserve to be there, you should be there. Don't play with the kid's clock. That's their life. I've never been... An Atlanta Braves fan. Never. Never liked them. Always rooted against them. But, dude, you know what they got right? They bring their guys up. A- Andrew Jones at 18 years bring old, man, up. playing Acuna. in a World Series against the Yankees. Albies. They bring them up. They bring them up, and they put them to play. And, and so do the Rockies. And, and, and you know, the Coco, you know, Nick, Coach Nico that was here, his brother Coco Monta's big league camp with the, you know, with, the, with the Rockies. And those are great organizations to, like, give those kids opportunities and chances. You know what I mean? But if you deserve to be there, you should be there. It should not have to do anything with a, a play clock. Play clock yep. and, oh, for when free agency happens. Going, you know, so much can happen, an injury. Just who? And you know what I hate? Like, sometimes, like, you're, you're stud of studs. You know, you draft in the first, second, third round. Some of them don't make it to the bigs, you know. We, we, we all know players that never made it to the bigs, and that's fine. You play pro ball. But, dude, some of these, some of these teams, I'm like, when you give give them a chance to go and play a couple of big league games, you might you might be pleasantly surprised. Yeah, absolutely, especially in spring training. You know, there's there's especially players like spring training. There's players you know? like Mike Redman, right? Mike Redman had a, a good career in in the major leagues, managed as well. Who, who the hell was gonna tell anyone that Mike Redman would hit over 400 against Tom Glavin? No, it's crazy. A guy that was hit like 220, yep. Yep. but against Tom Glavin, he was the greatest hitter and. But why? Because they gave him a chance to play against Tom Glavin that game. Yep. And he tore him up. Tore him up. And every time Tom Glavin would play, even if he wasn't catcher one, guess who was starting? Mike Redmond. There you go. So there's some players that I see. They got your the, number. I see these rosters, Mike, and I'm like, Coño, whatever happened to this guy who got drafted in the mm-hmm. 15th pick? Coño, he hasn't made the majors. It's been like eight, ten years. Give him a chance. Bring him up. See what he could do. You might be pleasantly surprised. We've seen Shane Spencer when the Yankees brought him up. At like 27 years old, and it, it people tore it up. You know, the thing is with those early, like those first-round picks and stuff like that, first, second, third, early-round picks, those guys are given all the chances in the world in the minors, man. And if those guys aren't there, Armando, it's, it's, <laughs> it's because <laughs> those guys are given every chance and every opportunity. Listen, when I was in the minor leagues, man, and I was always intrigued. Oh, that's a first-round pick. Oh, that was a first-round pick. Because they're, they're first-round yeah. picks, but they're different. Um and you get to see your skill set, see what they do and stuff like that. And, dude, they're, they're VIPs. They're VIPs. They're my hand, they're wrong. Again, a billion-dollar organizations, they got a million dollars, two million dollars invested in the guys, really not, but in the scheme of things for the players, it is. Um, Man, the, the Jeter documentary that he said that when he, when he got, and I think Andy Pettit was like, pitching um, like a rehab game or something because he had already started in the majors. And he looked at him like, like, who the fuck are you, kid? Yeah, you know, yeah. like, yep. Mieda, yep. you know, first round pick. Yeah, and, so those guys getting out. And Jeter said he made, what, like 90 errors his first year or yep. something like yep. that? Yep. 
But look but, who he was know, in but, the bros, you know? Jeter, yeah, yeah. But Jeter always had that leadership skill. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. But these first rounders, man, they get, they, God bless them. They get, they get a lot of opportunities, man. And then they get, you know, whenever it doesn't work out at the position they're at, they get a position change and it's easy to transition them. And, you know, you know what? That's, I lo- that's how, that's how it is. You know, that's how it goes. You know, you know what I loved? I think it was, uh, in that documentary, uh, want to mention it before we go, mentioning about Derek Jeter and the love for baseball and, and that team leadership and all that. I think it was one of the games. If I may have to look at it again to to make sure it's the right game, but I think it was when he was a rookie and he was playing against uh, Seattle in that in that uh, division series. And I, I don't even think he played much. Or I think he did play. Um, and he said, like you know, the the whole team went out, you know, to grab dinner. He had dinner with his dad, like at an IHOP or some, something, mm-hmm. something like that. You know, like some diner that they found, and they just talked, you know, and talked baseball and. And and that just like it's like man that's that's so cool you know that he he took that in he he ate with his dad they talked about the game about and I think his dad and his, you know they they just talked a lot and it helped them build that you know that leadership skill you know his dad's a doctor yeah <laughs> I no, mean, absolutely and and that's the thing the that whole I I think that leadership skill yes absolutely it's it's a skill um, but I think for some people Armando. I think for some people it's a gene as well. That's true. I think that there's some people that are just born with really, really good leadership skills, just like there are some people born with very, very good communication skills. You know what I mean? And some have it. And, and I, I think that, that you know, those skills, for some people, they're unachievable. And the people I think that are really, really, really good at it, I think it's a gene, man. I think it's a leadership gene, brother. I have people ask me you sometimes I mean? about, "Hey, Armando, how do you how do you do what what you do? How do you get in front? You know, like when I was in TV, how did you get in front of a of a mic? How did you interview people? How did you feel comfortable? Did you spend hours? You know, did you you probably ri- always writing, felt writing up the questions, good. dude? There there was ninety, I would say like ninety eight percent of my interviews that I did with professional athletes." I thought of the questions in my head. I went, duck, 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 wing it. Not wing it because, you know, you obviously you prepare. But it wasn't like if I was like leyendo or, you know, but it's something que te nace, you know, and and it and, and not, yeah, you're, you're right. Like yeah. I, I work with plenty of people that, that got in front of the camera and you knew who was going to make it and who wasn't going to make it. it. It was clearly obvious. I mean, you know, the brain is very, dude, the brain. I mean, you know, the brain, the human brain is amazing. But, dude, there, there are people who are better than other people at certain things. Like, we all have our own skill sets. You know what I'm saying? And I think that we can maximize what's been given to us. You know what I mean? That we can logistically think and change and, okay, I get it. But, dude, I think we're each born with, like, like. A hundred percent. Like, like. Like a good plumber, <laughs> like that guy's probably a badass, bro. Like the badass plumber here at okay, Kawaii Aki, bro. Guys probably got some ideas and some thoughts about. So, I don't know, man. Like contractors, you know, real bro, estate the, people, like you. Dude, the way the, you sell a house, like you can't, like the way that Amando, I'm sure that you sell a house, somebody can't replicate it. You can't learn it in the book. But Omira, like, you understand? Funny you mentioned about real estate. I could go all day. You know, the people that used to work with me we have good relationships. I've sold to a bunch of people at Telemundo, a whole bunch of people at Univision. I'm always talking to the to the dads at Diamond Dreams, to the dads at St. Brendan. I have that gift of gab that I could I, I like building relationships. I like I like people. You know, I'm a people person. I, I like I genuinely like making friendships with people. But dude, put me put me on any of these streets and tell me, hey Armando, start knocking on those houses. Hey, are you looking to sell your house? hundred percent no. I cannot do that. I don't want to do it. I don't like it. I'll shut down da- I'll probably shut down and and if they if they reject me, I will be pissed the rest of the day. <laughs> so dude, there's people that I know, realtors that I know, people that I, I work with that are on my team that do that and they and I'm like, Oh yeah, more power to no, you. Absolutely. If you could do it, if you could pick up your phone and call a hundred strangers and ninety percent of them tell you to fuck off. And but you get ten leads out of it. God bless you no, because I'm not calling any of them. I'm calling right. past leads, current leads, people that I've already met. If they call through, you know, Zillow or whatever, 
I'll pick up the phone. I'll talk to you. They're looking to buy a house. Knock on, you know, go block down. Hey, uh, señor, está vendiendo. Oh, vete a la mierda. No, like a hundred percent no. No, no, absolutely not. Yeah. And so listen, there's there's differences. My, there's people that do things way better than I do. My wife told me a story that in college she took an F to not have to present in front of the class. <laughs> <laughs> like she just can't do it. You know yeah. me, I can do it. Not a problem. You know what I mean? You know, the other day, you know, over there at Swing Kings, uh, David's dad, Aaliyah, is is building a brand new cage on the outside one. They're they're doing a whole new structure. Nice. It's yeah, it's coming out super nice. And I always like to see him work because he's an older man. He's in his eighties. So yeah, God bless doing him. it. Yeah, but here he in Miami, he's the man with the batting cages, right? And I always like to see his work. You know, he sends me pictures. You know, and you know, he's always been the guy who's fixed the awnings there. And now they're building that cage. So, you know, I get the other day, I pull up, and he's got him, his assistant, two other workers, and you know, I just sat there, and I I, I just sat there for about twenty minutes, and I just looked at what they were doing, and how they were tying the knots, and how they were making the adjustments, and how they were boom, and how we're doing that, and how we're doing that, and. You know, I, I started thinking, I was like, I was like, man, you know, I wish that these high schools did, like, I, I envisioned, like, them building this thing and 20 kids sitting there watching, learning how to problem solve, you know, trying to tap into maybe the part of the brain where, where you know, that, that may be something that those people want to do. And there you can figure out you want to be an engineer, you want to be a contractor, but, dude, the book thing... The, the, I, I kind of feel like the schools, especially in high school, I wish they did more things like that. Oh, yeah, today we're going to go to this construction site. We're going to be there. It's a field trip. We're going to, they have an area designated to us. Today they're going to be pouring the concrete. They're going to be doing the electricity, whatever. And you sit here and you get to see these things as they happen, as they unfold, you know. My brother-in-law and my, my sister and her family, they, they live in uh, South Carolina. A lot of the napkins that you use, Bounty, you know, all of the stuff at Whole Foods, they produce all of it. They got a 24-hour operation. It's a huge, massive company, okay? When, every time I go there, we take the tour. He takes me, boom, oh, yeah, this new machine, this is how it cuts. Dude, they, everything from your roll of toilet paper, like, the, they make the roll, the brown part, and then the toilet paper, and everything until, Crazy. boom, gone. On the truck, <laughs> see you, gone. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I asked him, I said, Jose, you guys don't do field trips here. Like, like kids and need to see how these things are operating you know what i'm saying you know kids need need to you know tap in i think as soon as possible to what it is that they have a passion for and what it is that they like and then maybe sometimes what you have a passion for and what you like doesn't align with what you're good at you know what i'm saying but i just feel like i wish like in high schools like they did more stuff like that like bro this guy was up there on the ladder with a knot there, pulling one way, it was tying another, and I was just like, "Whoa, this is so awesome!" You know, like the even even growing up, like when I decided, I'm I'm like, "Hey, I want to be a sportscaster." Was I a sportscaster 100? percent No, I mean, I'm maybe like five percent. I was I was a producer, you know, and I I produce games and I produce a, a bunch of shows uh, behind the scenes. But when I decided I wanted, that's what I wanted to do. Dude, I would I would watch the games. I would listen to the, how the people would call the games. How, what they would do. I, I would I would observe. You know, hey, the, the open, the this part of the game, the the halftime, how how they treated it. You know, and then even when I got into college and I'm taking the courses, I I dude I I was at FIU, taking the courses and and I was working for the Miami Herald covering high school football. I was working for the Miami Herald online department at some point. Uh, I started working at WQAM in the radio station, getting experience. So by the time I was graduating, I was I had already worked print and 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 uh, radio, and had intern at Channel Six. And then I remember these kids like graduate that graduated and they're like, "Hey, I want a job." And the people that were getting hired were people like me that already had the experience. And they're like, "Dude, but how how did you do it?" And I'm like, "Bro, I went to." Our same mm -hmm. professor mm -hmm. that you and me had, I went to him and I said, Professor McQueen, I want to start working. Okay, Armando, I'm going to introduce you to Pedro Fonteboa, who covers high school football. I'm going to introduce you to Bill Van Smith over at, at the Miami Herald, who's the, the sports editor. I'm going to introduce you to those guys. And I got jobs. Hey, you know, going to, I remember going to Harris Field in Homestead. 
So how would that work, Amando? They would tell you, Amando, you have this game, this game, and, and how, how does it work? Tell me how that works. So I remember going the first time and, and, and going to a game. It was Northwestern, I think it was Northwestern Booker T or Northwestern against Central. Um, with Pedro Fontebo and just shadowed him. Pedro, what do you do? No, I stand here on the sideline and it's, dude, I mean, like this is like old game. school. <clears throat> first and 10, uh, number 21, rush, five yards to the line of And I'm walking five yards to the line of scrimmage. And the next play happens and I'm going to the play looking pass from 10 to 82. No. For 42 yards, and I'm calculating all the stats in, in a sheet that they would give me. <clears throat> and I would look at the roster. Okay, that guy's name is Fulano. Because after the game, I wanted to interview Fulano. And then after wow. the game, I would go up to the coach. Hey, coach, what do you know? A couple of quotes. The player, hey, man, you caught couple of quotes. Right, so you write your story, right? You go to the game, you scout your game, you do your thing, you write your story. And then when I was at Harris Field, Casa Carajo, no laptop, no Wi-Fi. No, 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 I'm, a little, I'm a little older than some <laughs> of the people listening. Uh, 42, not that old, but so what? You, know. you submit it and then they edit it, or you got to set, or you got to turn Mike, it in like ready to go. Like what you turn sit, in. I would sit in my car with paper and write it a mano, the story. Fulano de tal did this and this. Like you know, let's say. Uh, Mike Quintana, Mike Quintana, Braddock's Mike Quintana rushed for 242 yards and three touchdowns. 48, 48, four touchdowns. <laughs> and four touchdowns in, in the Bulldogs' 34-10 to win over Miami Southwest. Uh, after the game, after the game uh, Mike Quintana said, hey, nice. you know, da, da, da. And, dude, cool. and I would sit there, call a guy at the Miami Herald and dictate. Dictate the... You know, and and then I would a the stats, uh, Quintana ten of twelve, uh, two hundred forty eight yards, uh, four touchdown passes, Alvarez ten. Awesome. And then defensive stats. It's a lot easier nowadays, I'm sure, with the iPads 100%. and like the, the rosters, everything's 100%. there. You're tapping it in. But dude, but that's how you got started, and right. to me, a the the pay the pay was amazing. <laughs> You know, and it wasn't amazing. You know what I mean? What, 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 it wasn't what's amazing. Game like, so Mahomeno, 20 years ago, they sent you to go cover that game. What are you looking at making in that transaction? I'm I think I made like 40 bucks. No way. 40 bucks. And now what's that? Now, 20 years later, what are those games paying you think? I'm not even sure, but I'm guessing it's more than 40 bucks. Yeah. But, and my first radio gig, I was, hey, I was producing the, the Ed Kaplan show. This was after... After being like a year there, started producing the Ed Kaplan show, 10 to 2 in the morning, I'll get home, you know, sleep a bit, wake up the next morning to go to FIU. Uh, dude, I was making eight bucks an hour. Yeah. And I was happy yeah. as can be. My job at FIU, when I worked on campus in the Viertes house, I worked at a water research, southeast environmental research program there in the VH building. Well, when I when they told me, "Oh, you're starting at seven twenty-five," I was, <laughs> yeah, I was ecstatic. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't believe it because I was I worked at Eckers before, you know. But that was like six eighty-five, and when they told me, "Oh, it's seven twenty-five," I was like, <gasps> "I thought it was amazing." <laughs> Buying drinks for amazing. everybody, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. man. It's it's great looking back at at those at those days, man. And and even even at FIU, Rich Kelch, who was a sports information director, he hired me a few times. He's like. Hey, Armando, I'll pay you 50 bucks, go to the soccer game, and you're the PA announcer. And you're and you're in control of the music. So I had a little maquinita just like this with a, like a laptop. And I remember pressing buttons and I would, pr you know, play Machine Head by, by Bush. Nice. I would play, you know, Welcome to the Jungle. I'd play Enter Sandman and everybody was hearing it. And I thought I was like the coolest guy in the world. And, and I'll never forget there was one time I had both rosters. Some kid scores a goal. It was like Jacksonville against FIU, I think. And I'm, no, it wasn't FIU because I knew the FIU players. It was Jacksonville against another team. It was a little tournament. And and I'm like, go by number 10, Fulano de Tal. And the guy looks up at the box and he's like. Not number 10. And I look <laughs> and I look at number 10 and I'm like, when you, I said number 10 from the wrong team. Correction, go by number 10, you know, whatever, whatever. Oh, but dude, it, it, it was fun. Good and times. yeah, Mike, you know what? Going back to what you were saying, kids, kids got to get the. You know the, the experience. They have to with whatever they you have do. Have to, and then if you, and then like I said, and I think that you know they need to get more understanding of how you know 
just in general things work. I think it'd be great for them. It'd be interesting. And Absolutely. even 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 like these, you know, in high school, like <clears throat> you know, in my opinion, I, I think like schools especially like juniors and seniors, like, dude, those kids already need to like start learning how to open bank accounts, balance a checkbook, like maybe learn how to pay some bills online. But there should be something that, you know, how the mortgages work. But I don't know, man. I, I kind of feel like things are speeding up and, you know, kids got to get with it a little bit. No, absolutely, man. And, hey, man, this was a fun show. It, it veered off like into something I didn't have planned, right. but those are the best it's shows. Good. It's good, man. Those are the Great best show. shows, man, you know. As Mike Quintana says, very organic. Very organic. Natural. <laughs> and that's how conversation is. But we'll have another show next week, number 25. We'll bring you a hot guest. And, dude, thank you, thank you for listening to us. Thank this you. See you next time. See you.